0: you on board the bill michaels show we continue on final hour of the program this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the irish cultural and heritage center on wisconsin avenue in milwaukee they got a lot of different uh, musical acts coming up events coming up but i just we we went down there for uh, saint patrick's day and uh, had just such a great time and, and i'll tell you this It's good to go into a place, and it's just filled with wonderful people. You know, we don't get enough of that in today's day day and age. And Corey and his staff uh, do such a great job. It's a non for profit It's a non for profit so it's not like uh, they're raking in dough down there. They just do it to keep the doors open and do it to spread community cheer and such. And uh, they just have a lot of fun doing what they're doing. And if you want to call them, it's 414-345-8800 for any of the events coming up, or just simply go to IC. ICHC.net, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, ICHC.net. And you can see everything they have coming up. Or if you're looking for a wedding venue, reception venue, they have that uh, down there available as well. Get a hold of Corey. He's just he's such a good guy. And him and his wife and family, they're such good people. Um, uh, earlier today, Matt LaFleur sat down. And uh, you know what it was like, man. It was he was getting peppered questions anywhere and everywhere about Aaron Rodgers, and this is what he had to say about the Aaron Rodgers situation.
1: I've got nothing but love and appreciation for for what Aaron has done for so many in our organization. Obviously, have
0: experienced a lot of great times together, um, won a lot of football games together. Ultimately, did bring him a Super Bowl. which which will always be disappointing,
2: but he's done so much for myself, my
1: family, our coaches' families, so many people within the organization, other players, a lot of people have been rewarded, quite frankly, because of his ability to go out there and play and play at such a high level. So, um, you know,
0: I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. So there you go. He has not much to say about it. He wants to stay as far away from the fray as he can. Uh, going back, and this this is from Art Art, says, uh, you know, the caller you had on talked about the Herschel Walker trade. That's what you could have gotten for Aaron Rodgers. No way. No way. Remember, that was 18 players and draft picks total. Because it was Dallas, Minnesota, San Diego, and at the time of the time of the deal, the Cowboys were one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, what are they, 1-15 the year prior? And they traded away their best player. The Vikings believed that Walker was the missing piece they needed for a Super Bowl run. And then Minnesota felt they got the better end of the deal. The Cowboys used the draft picks in the trade to get players that they needed to help them win, then go on to win three straight Super Bowls. Meanwhile, the Vikings didn't make a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, The Cowboys got Jesse Solomon, David Howard, Isaac Holt, Alex Stewart. They got Minnesota's first-round pick, second-round pick, sixth-round pick, all in 1990, a first-round pick in 91, second-round pick in 91, first-round pick in 92, second-round pick in 92, and third-round pick in 92. Minnesota got Herschel Walker. And Dallas's third-round pick in 1990, San Diego's fifth-round pick in '90, Dallas's tenth-round pick in 1990, and their third pick in '91. And the Chargers got Darian Nelson, the running back. The count. There's no way Aaron Rodgers would bring a first, a second, a sixth, a first, a second, a first, a second, a first, a second and a third. Three firsts, three seconds. A third and a sixth. There's no way in hell. No way in hell. Not even close. That was to say the very least, absolute robbery, what Jimmy Johnson pulled off. So I just let let's remember, let's not get out over our skis here. Let's not get crazy don't get crazy on me uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy you want to find us please feel free go ahead and do so uh Canadian billionaire Steve uh what what is it apostle Collis uh, Apostle we, we could do it Bill I I have no clue I Apollos, think I think it's Steve it Apostolopolis has also submitted a fully funded Like, he's ready to buy it now. He doesn't need to borrow any money from anybody. $6 billion offer for the commanders. With two groups known uh, to have submitted bids, there is a growing belief that the commanders could be sold even before the NFL draft. The other group is the group that is led by uh, Magic Johnson. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, Ben, right? That's a group with Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson
2: is part of it. It's led by Josh Harris, who also owns okay. the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. And I can say from firsthand experience that he has not been seen publicly to deal with the misdoings of each of those teams in a long time. I, mm-hmm. I would not call him the best owner. Who cares? <laughs> I, just, I, I guess he's you, better it than would, Dan would,
0: Snyder, but I, I it, don't know. It would be, well, first of all, he's got to be better than Dan Snyder. And secondly, uh, the face of that franchise would then become Magic Johnson because he would be yep. your outward PR guy. But $6 billion with a B dollars. Do you watch Succession?
2: Uh, no, I did TV not. TV show? Oh, this is no. literally the plot. The new season just started. This is literally the plot of the first episode on Sunday. Gotcha. Two rival groups going to bid for for a large entity and get unlimited funding from from random said
0: people. Yeah. Um, I think what pains us the most is that Daniel Snyder is going to be the recipient of all of that money. That's. I think that's what pains us all the most, is that Daniel Snyder will receive... A gob of money that basically he can go buy islands with. And it pains us all. But uh, at least he'll be out of the league. Um, this is from uh, Briand. Uh, it looks like Brian D. or Briand, one of the two. uh says... Uh, hey guys, can we just get rid of him? No picks, just have the Jets pick up his entire contract, so the Packers no longer have to pay it. Um, I don't think that's going to happen uh, because there is some. I mean, if I guess if they could agree to that, yeah, but I don't think you can do that. Um, I could be wrong, and if I am, please let me know. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it would be great if the uh, they picked up all that money. Uh this is from Bruce who says uh, a lot of people are clowns just ripping on the Green Bay Packers front office just to rip do they forget that the Packers have had one of the most successful franchises in the last 3 decades uh win total and win percentage is right up there with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots the only thing we don't have is the same amount of Super Bowl wins most franchises such as the Jets would kill for what it is we have and that's the reason they're trying so hard to throw some shade at us. They want what we have, and that is Aaron Rodgers. They feel he is the key linchpin to their success. Um, Yeah, you know what? It, it's, on one hand, it depends on who you're talking to. You know, you're, you're going to get the, I can't believe you had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for 30 years and only have two Super Bowls. Then again, who's saying it? Now, if you're a Giants fan, you've had, what, three Super Bowls in 30 years that you've been able to win the Steelers have had two the Giants did it with somewhat average to bad quarterbacks yeah they did it with Eli and then if you go back to like Phil Sims prior to him yeah but that was it um the Dolphins haven't won certainly Minnesota hasn't won Chicago hasn't won since 85. Detroit don't don't even don't even start. Don't even try to throw any shade in this direction. Um, Dallas. That da- Dallas. I mean, they haven't been good since Troy Aikman retired. The Raiders. Are you kidding me? Tampa Bay's one, what two? go back to the Warren sap days. And then, uh, when, uh, when Tony Dungy was the coach and then, uh, you know, Forrest Gump took over. <laughs> John Gruden. Um, that they've only won two. You know, I mean, you know, Cleveland, Cincinnati, they haven't won anything. Baltimore has won one. That was with Brian Billick. They didn't win any with Harbaugh, did they? Or did they? Yeah. Yes, they did. They did. They won with Harbaugh. They beat brother. Because, yeah, they beat, uh, they beat uh, the 49ers. That was the infamous lights-out game down there in New Orleans. Which almost rivals um, the turf game over there in Arizona. Right. Has San Francisco won one? They've been there, but they haven't won one. Correct? Correct, yes. San Diego hasn't. The Rams have won one. Now... The Rams won one with Kurt Warner years and years and years ago. Arizona, no. I, you know, so, I mean, like, you can throw as much shade at the Green Bay Packers as, as you want. But every year that Favre suited up and Rogers suited up was a year in which there was the aspiration to get to and win a Super Bowl. They've been to three, one, two. And, and the, the emailer is correct that they've had one of the best win percentages only behind behind Bill Belichick and company, second best in the National Football League for almost 15 years. So, you know, you're right. On one hand, it, you can look at it as a systemic failure for only winning two. On the other hand, if you're a lot of other franchises and you're pointing the finger and laughing, turn that finger around, point at yourself and say, how many have you won? And unless you're New England, you there's nobody else that can say that. New York's the only one. Unless I'm missing somebody. Well, um, Kansas City. Kansas City can say that. They've won two with Patrick Mahomes. Give them credit. Uh, Philadelphia's been to two. They've won one. You know? So I'm. that's it, right? Am I missing anybody here, Ben? Are you only talking about the last decade? Talking about the last thirty years of, oh. of quarterback play. Well, Philly's been to three: the uh, Spygate one in 04 Oh yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Include that one. Yep, they've been to three. You're right. And yeah. they went with Andy Reid. They lost that one. That was the To coming back and coming yes, out of the hyperbaric is. chamber and all that kind of stuff. But am I missing anything here? No, I don't. Though, I mean, I think Grant
2: Bills nailed this. When do you remember when Kyle Brant went on the rant? saying, Packer fans, you don't know how good you've had it with all the great yeah. quarterback play forever. And Grant responded, and I, I think he's right. He said, yeah, well, everyone else doesn't know how bad we've had it with just absolute gut-wrenching playoff losses every single year right? with those expectations where it's like, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's also been, it's been horrible, like, uh, like the endings to the seasons, I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of wanting to turn the page to see what's next. It's like, yeah, we've had great quarterback play, but also had some like ridiculous, right. could not foresee
0: coming playoff losses. I went through this, and I'm thinking, okay, Buffalo hasn't been, Miami hasn't been, New England has. They're the they're the leader in the clubhouse. The Jets, of course, not. Baltimore, they've won a couple. One with Brian Billick, one with Harbaugh. Cincinnati's been to one. Even go back to like the early '90s, they went or late '80s, early '90s, they went to another one, but they've been to three, never won one. Cleveland, come on. Pittsburgh's got two. Houston, no. Indianapolis, they went to one with and won one with uh, Peyton Manning. Not since. Jacksonville, been one. Tennessee, been to one. Denver, been to a couple. Won one. 1-2, One two, really. If you want to go back to, you know, John Elway walking off the field, that was when Brett Favre was still. I mean, obviously, it was against the Packers. Kansas City's one two. Las Vegas, the Raiders, been to a couple. One one. The Chargers, nope. Dallas, nope. Uh, the Giants, a couple. Philadelphia, one. Lost two others. Washington, Chicago. Not since 85, lost the one in the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning and the Colts. Detroit, uh, no, they're eating gummies. The Vikings, (laughs) smoke them if you got them. Atlanta, been to one, the most epic failure in, in Super Bowl history, and they've never been the same since. Carolina, went to one. Their quarterback walked off the podium after getting beat, cried and whined, and they were never the same. New Orleans has won one. Tampa Bay's got a couple. Arizona, smoke them if you got them. They went to, they won one, and that was it. The Rams won one. That was it. But what you go back to the Kurt Warner days, so they technically have two. San Francisco's got uh, Zip. Unless you go back to the Steve Young days. And Seattle's won one, been to one. Although they actually, Holmgren took them to 1-2, so you could say they've been to two one one. one one So, yeah, you can't. There's nobody that can really throw shade. You know, like I said, you know, Denver's um, been to, they went to 2 with Peyton Manning, 1-1, one, one, and then you go back to the Elway, so that's technically three Super Bowls they've been to. But there's no you know, what other fan base can sit out there and throw shade at the Packers and make fun? It's like, yeah, you know, come on. Check that mirror out, man. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. When we come back, uh, we'll talk some more about the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Mike Clemens is going to join us, and Mike got picked on. Mike got picked on. Who went after Mike Clemens? We'll tell you when we come back. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, certainly. You know, whenever a player may have
2: um, you know issues, we prefer that they they talk to you directly, you know, and not you know, doing the media. Um, but that's not uh, necessarily the way he goes about it, and that's that's okay.
0: Welcome back. Those are the words of Brian Goodikens. Hey, if you have the need for speed in 2023, uh, the great uh, place to go is Great Lakes Dragway. Greatlakesdragaway.com. They have a lot of events coming up. They have the newly paved track. If you want to run your own car, your own motorcycle, they can do it. Uh, all you got to do, you can run it out with your friends, a couple of friends, 40 friends, whatever it happens to be, for an hour, two hours, or for an entire day. Check out our friends at greatlakesdragaway.com. That's Great Lakes greatlakesdragaway.com. .com. Joining us now on the hotlines, our buddy uh, Mike Clemens. Michael, how you been?
1: Okay. Um, you know what? I just want to follow up on some of, some of the things that you and Pete Doherty talked about, just in terms of the timeline that took us to what Goodikens had to say yesterday at the NFL owners' meetings. And that's, you know, the Packers lose 20-16 to 16 to the Lions. The three out of four times they faced Dan Campbell's Lions, they've now lost. You finish with a losing season. They do their exit interviews, as they call them, the week following the last game of the season. And you know, Rogers meets with Lafleur and with Tom Clements. And you know, what's changed is he also meets with the GM, with with Brian Goodikins. And Goodikins is, is there from the standpoint of like, okay, we've got this guy in contract through 2025. Technically, actually through 2026. Uh, there's another. There was a second option in that deal, but basically. This guy could walk out of here at the same time my boss, Mark Murphy, walks out of here, the summer of 2025. And that's why we're going to see if we can try and get one more Super Bowl ring for this guy and for everybody in this place before we let the Hall of Famer walk out the door. And they talk about the season, but Gutekinds has now got an idea that he's going to have to make a lot of changes to this roster. So he doesn't want to get into that because he wants to find out if Rodgers is a player first. Is he a player and Goodikens was clear about that when he met with us a few days after those meetings. So then the rest of January goes by, and Aaron gets out to golf clubs. He wins the Celebrity Pro-Am at Pebble Beach on the 6th of February. That's followed by the Super Bowl, and, you know, people don't do their business during, really, the Super Bowl. And after this, after you and I come back after covering the Super Bowl, then that's two weeks to lead up to the next chapter, which is the Combine. And Aaron Rodgers goes on publicly and says, you know what? I need to get away from it. I'm going to take a darkness retreat. I'm going to lock up for four days. So after that, I'm imagining that's the time that when he emerges, that Goodikens starts calling him, and Rogers is not returning the calls. Rogers even says that's the whole point, just lock yourself out from the rest of the world. I think it was – I know he said this last fall. It probably was the week leading up to the bye week, and we asked him, so what are you going to do? He says, I'm probably going to turn my cell phone off. And that's a good idea for all of you people. I mean, we're all so mm-hmm. addicted to these cell phones. Just turn off for a couple of days and and chill out. He said that last fall. You know, I'll, I'll dig up the tape if anybody needs to hear it. But that's just that's just where his head's at. That's where he's rolling these days. Well, the next thing is you get to the combine, and the Jets are definitely looking for a quarterback. Uh, you know, to mentor Zach Wilson. But in the meantime, to, to get they've got a good team. They got a hot team that beat the Packers. And if they'd had a better quarterback, who knows, they would have been in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So they talk to Derek Carr. Joe Douglas tells us this at the Combine. The Raiders tell us, you know, we're probably going to go more with, you know, a younger quarterback. And Derek Carr ends up signing with the Saints. And as soon as that happens, you see the activity between the Packers and the Jets. And it's like, okay, we're moving on to Aaron Rodgers now. We try, And Derek Carr, who turned 32 today, as a matter of fact. So that's when those talks start. The Jets fly out to Malibu. They talk to Rodgers. He confirms it a few days later. And, you know, in the meantime, uh, you know, Guttekens could, before that happened, Guttekens could not get Rodgers to contact him. He thought that Rodgers wanted this personal contact with the GM. So instead, they've got to go do what they usually do with players. you got to call the agent. you got to call David mm-hmm. Dunn. And according to Gutikins yesterday, when they reached out and talked to David Dunn, David Dunn calls back later and says, you know what, we're thinking we'd probably be better off with the Jets. Oh, okay, we can make that happen. So Goodikins claims that this was Rogers Camp's idea where he wanted to go.
0: So, Mike, um, let, let's go back to the whole communication thing and the fact that Gutikins has asked about it and then makes a statement Do you feel like he just kind of needed to defend the organization a little bit?
1: Yeah. You know, I think he just felt he needed to state those facts. Yeah, I think he needs to. I'm sure, listen, for the last three years, they've tried to figure out how to avoid this situation. You know, they don't want to go through another Favre saga like they did 15 years ago. Everyone's going to say, you know, did you learn your lesson? And they also felt that they're defensive from the standpoint of how can you let another hall of famer walk out the door and only have one trip to a super bowl. So they pushed in all their chips and they got the Smith brothers and they got Adrian Amos, you know, and they got Billy Taylor and they, and they, they spent all that money in free agency and they had two windows and it passed, you know, they got beat up by the 49ers. They hired a new co-coach, a new coach in Lafleur. They uh, drafted a, a backup quarterback so that, you know, they could have a quarterback ready and, two or three years, whenever Rodgers. They thought by now they would have won a Super Bowl, Rodgers could then retire, and then they would have a, a, a quarterback to back him up. But Rodgers ends up breaking his thumb in London. You, you lose five games in a row. And and then these things like Zach Gelb on CBS radio last night saying, all right, now we're starting to get stories like, you know, Rodgers had meetings once a week with LaFleur, and sometimes he just would blow them off and leave LaFleur waiting. That might have happened a while ago because it would explain why we, on Wednesdays, would meet Rodgers, and suddenly there was this new offensive meeting right after practice where we had to wait for an hour every week. Remember me telling you about that? Mm, So Maybe Lafleur actually had to change things around to say, look, I'm not running down the hallways for you anymore, okay? Uh, Wednesdays right after practice, you're coming in, and we're getting that meeting in then. And the media can wait for you. And so sometimes they would let us wait an extra hour, hour and a half, till Rodgers emerged from that meeting. And then away we went with, you know, 23 questions. So, the, you know, there will be more of those kinds of stories. But the bottom line is, they, you know, the guy's a tremendous athlete. He tries extremely hard, he overthinks everything. He admitted just a couple of weeks ago when he was at that flag football fundraiser in L.A., and Brandon Marshall came up to him with a little microphone and camera and posted it on YouTube. He says, Aaron Rodgers said, quote, I'm a heady guy, and I had to learn to transfer a lot of those thoughts to my heart and just trust people and let it be. He's He's been working on anxiety and and can't figure out why he doesn't have as many rings as Tom Brady, he's got to stop blaming all the players around him or blaming the organization. He puts it on himself. At the same time, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to respond to the noise. I mean, he's he probably needs a change of venue to see if he can still do it and 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 change all the other scenarios in his own mind because obviously he has painted himself into a corner at this point after, you know, 15 years of the starter in Green Bay.
0: So, Mike, I, I do got to ask you a little bit, uh, not only about Rodgers, but what the hell happened? Dean Lowry gets mad at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we don't have time today, but, you know, Dean Lowry and Robert Tunyon, good players, but, you know, these are the cuts that and the moves that Gudikins has got to make and that he probably wanted to talk to Rodgers about, you know, what's going on with the roster. Uh, by the way, Gutekinds, there's no guarantees that Mason Crosby is going to be back. After what the GM said yesterday uh, to the media in, in Arizona, so Dean Lowry, you know that they, they've been building up that line, and they, you know, they spent a first-round pick, end of the first round on Devontae White, who was coming along in December, and so uh, they're moving on from Dean Lowry. The Vikings, as Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, has said on this show, man, that Dean Lowry, he gives us trouble every time. He puts pressure mm-hmm. on Kirk Cousins, starts our running backs. The Vikings sign him, and so Dean does a press conference, and he gets on and says, yeah, I loved my meetings with you know, the Vikings GM and with you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell and the very down-to-earth guys. And then he said, uh, and you know, they also they, they told me what they expect from me. I mean, I was getting first-hand tips from what the GM saw on my film from Green Bay, and that's not something I ever got to, you know, in, previous, in the previous front office. So I took that and put that in that, that you know he thought his meetings with the Vikings were down to earth and that quote something he didn't get from the previous front office and Dean got mad that we didn't have more details in a tweet uh, what's Twitter 140 characters mm-hmm. uh, there, so I, I I reposted it put the whole press conference and then you know we'll play that audio uh, from sitting in on that presser on the show maybe tomorrow but you know I, he's. And I listen, Dean Lowry's a great guy, a good source to talk to. I didn't want to mess that up, but yeah, he he when I got two hundred and forty thousand views last night. Right. right? <laughs> he, he's like, wait a minute, I'm not trying to throw shade on the Packers like, okay, but you know what, Dean, there's a couple of times in there and we'll let we'll let the listeners decide. Right. You're, you know, you were throwing it on Goody because like, gee, I wish I'd gotten that kind of feedback from the Packers front office.
0: Right, exactly. I I get it. I you know he's not trying to throw shade, but it's certainly in some way, shape, or form some kind of a backhanded slap. I mean, right?
1: One other reporters in Chicago asked Robert Tunyon, so what do you think about this Rogers thing going on? Well, you know, it kind of got to be the norm every off season. But hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a great guy. Boy, I learned so much playing with him. You know, what they all right. say, what they all say. And you yeah. know, when when folks are saying, hey, wait till Aaron Rodgers gets to New York. And the way that media'll tear him up, I got news for you. It ain't. It won't be the media. It's the fans. Mm-hmm. The fans will boo you if you're losing at halftime in New York. The media can barely keep up with the fans. I've been I've been listening to Boomer Sycyn's show. They're on the fan in New York, and I mean the the fans are. That's where the pressure is going to come from, and that's probably where Woody Johnson gets his pressure as well. Like he's got to come up with a winner.
0: So, real quick, Mike, um, and I asked Pete Doherty this. I'll ask you this. And for somebody that's in that locker room almost on the daily, um, it's it's not as simple as just asking all these questions and a follow up question and pinning Aaron Rodgers to the wall, right?
1: Right. You mean in, in terms of what? Yeah, just what in general. Could have, could, yeah. Should have been doing with the player.
0: Well, that and the fact that the fans feel like uh, you know Aaron Rodgers has not necessarily been really pressed because everybody says, wait till he gets to New York and the media asks him really tough questions. It's not that simple.
1: I, well, I, I said to him two weeks into camp last summer, you know, Aaron, when Brett Favre came to the camp in 2007, it took him three weeks to warm up. When you showed up for the one day this year, actually two days, he came to the individual weigh-in and stuff around the draft, like they're required. Then he came back on that one day required during the mandatory mini camp, and he looked great. He looked fantastic. And when he showed up to camp, I thought he looked great. I said, so when you reported to camp, you're in great shape. But let me ask you, you're complaining about these rookie receivers, this Watson kid, this Dobb kids, kids, and, and don't you think they'd be a little further along if he'd come to just a couple of those OTAs?
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: laughed at me like, you, you know, SOB, and he said, listen, what they do in the spring is the 100-level class. And when I get here, it's the 200-level class, what we actually do on the field. So I don't need to be here for all that. And that's what I got Randall Cobb for. That's where that answer came from, from him, me asking him that direct question. And I don't know how much more you want to ask. When, when he got back from London, you know the guy that asked him, did you break your thumb? Pete Doherty, the guy he just had in the last right. segment, he asked him that point blank at his locker. And Aaron looked at him and stared and said, "Pete, it's hurt. It's hurt. Right? It's hurt." And then we, you know, but then in typical Aaron Rodgers fashion, three four weeks later, he's helping out a family, a Make a Wish thing. He tells some kid,
0: "Yeah,
1: I fractured my thumb." And then he does, he's surprised that the kid tweeted that information out. <laughs> you know, right? Typical Aaron Rodgers chapter.
0: Yeah. No doubt, Mike. Good stuff as always, Bud. We will uh, we'll talk again later in the week, and then uh, we'll hear the uh, the Dean Lowry stuff too, because I, I I I it stands on its own merits. I guess is the best way to put it, right? Talk to you then, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, and uh, yeah, he had uh he had Dean Lowry mad at him. Uh, you know, I mean, Dean's a good guy. You know, like I said, he but he's a guy. It's not like, uh, you know, you're losing, you know, the king fish or something like that. But regardless, um, yeah, he had Dean Lowry mad at him yesterday over on Twitter, which I found kind (laughs) of kind of funny, to be honest with you. Hey, this uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. If you're looking for uh, a charity event, they can host it. If you're also looking for just a good place to go to get some good food, watch some games. Always, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, right there on Pewaukee Lake. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Congratulate Ryan uh, as well on his new purchase, as he is now the the proprietor of that fine establishment. And congratulations to him and his family for finally making the deal work. So uh, that's Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill in Pewaukee. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ah! Welcome back to the program. This portion of it brought to you by our friend Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau. And Dwayne brought down some, uh, and I, God, I can't remember the name of the uh, the cupcakes and stuff that he brought from a, a bakery up in Wausau, but he came down this past weekend and had a chance to see him and uh, and Amy, and we had such a great time, uh, but he uh, brought these cupcakes. Oof, they were so good. Anyway, long story short. Uh, the best when it comes to boat covers, awnings, gym equipment, office equipment, so much more when it comes to getting it recovered, re, uh, re, redone, if you will. Boat covers, upholstery, awnings out in front of your business. He can do it all. Cover it all. That's the name of the place. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, DwayneCoverItAll.com or call him 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Whether you're a business owner in Manaqua. Or if you're all the way down in Kenosha, doesn't matter. He's got people sending him stuff from all over the country to get it redone. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, or calling 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. By the way, Keston Hira, Brewer's News, uh, was not claimed off of waivers. So, therefore, he has now been uh, sent to the minors. He is going to report to Triple A. So Keston Hira, who gets uh, basically given the outright, how you talking? Uh, and he gets designated for assignment, clears the waivers, and now he's going to head back into the Brewers minor league system and AAA baseball. So there you go. The uh, proposal to make roughing the passer reviewable was not approved, according to Ian Rappaport. There you go. Roughing the passer, not approved for being reviewable, and I'm good with that. There's far too many reviews right now in uh, the NFL. Some of it's a judgment call. I get it, and they err on the side of caution. There's times we don't like it because it goes against us and goes against our team, and uh, specifically with a guy like uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, until he becomes some kind of a superstar, is going to have to take his lumps because we know that they protect the big names more than they protect the uh, the unknowns, but um, it is what it is. So I'm... I'm good. Like, you know what? I think for for the most part, unless it happens against your team, most of us are just tired of all the reviews anyway. And uh, so I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm 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 done. Let it go. Give it up. There's way too much of it. Let's just move on. It took us, what, 47, 47 years to figure out what the hell the catch was? So I'm good with that. Just let it move on. Uh, 877-867-1670, 1670 You can find us. Uh, You want to find us and give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, You got uh, our buddy Jeff from Waukesha says a great show. The longer it lingers between Brian and Joe with the trade of of Rogers to the Jets, the dumber everybody looks Uh, to be honest. If these two egos can't decide, perhaps get others involved and concentrate on the draft Uh, at the end of the day. When this is ever decided, it will be, why did this decision take so long? This is my opinion, but only it is getting stupid as hell to determine Nothing of this. Uh, it says nothing of this is that difficult. That's Jeff and Waukesha. Um, I, I think they're. You know, you do your due diligence. First of all, I agree with you. It's like just get it done. You know what you're going to end up with. Just get it done. Um, but this is all the jockeying of the catbird seat, so to speak. Because the Brewers want the draft choice. The Jets know that. So the, the Jets are going to say, well, or the Brewers, the Packers. The Packers want the draft choice. So they're going to say, well, they're going to be a little more desperate because they want that draft draft choice right here, right now. So they want that. So they're going to come down a little bit, and we're going to give them less. Well, the Packers are like, look, you take this thing past the draft, you're not getting Rodgers for a while. So we got all day. Once we get past the draft and you miss our deadline, then you're going to wait until we decide it's time to get rid of them. And, yes, we can dig our heels in, and we can play hardball. So both sides have bargaining chips. It's just, it just depends on how quickly they're going to blink. JD says, hey, unit, with LaFleur and Sala being, quote, best friends, wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall and hear their honest conversation about Aaron Rodgers and what it's like to work with him? Either Salah is willing to take all the Rodgers crap which doesn't seem to be this person, his personality, or Lafleur is feeding him a big giant stink pile. What are your thoughts? I think uh, Sala is saying, "Look, Aaron's a great, great quarterback." And I, I look, I'm sure Matt Lafleur is saying, "Look, there's a lot of good things about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, it's it's he's football 300 as opposed to everybody else playing 101." He's got all the talent. He, he, As long as he works on his legs and his core, he's got incredible escapability. He's got a lot of things going for him. He's unbelievably smart. You know, he's got a cannon of an arm. There's still a lot of things there that are really, really good. You just have to decipher through the crap, as you put it. And I agree with you 100%. Uh, Keith says, it seems obvious to me that Aaron did not want to appear as though he wanted out but was being forced out to try to save face with the Green Bay legacy. Probably underestimated the ability of general managers to communicate tactfully uh, what really happened. Smartest guy in the room? I think not. Good stuff from Keith. Keith, appreciate it. Uh, This one's from Travis who says, trade proposal, three-team trade. Packers get the guard, Wilson, and the Jets' first-round pick. Jets get Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Raiders, who are rebuilding, get the Packers' 15th and the Jets' 2nd. What do you think? So the Packers get a guard and a first-round pick. Packers don't need a guard. Packers need a tackle. They got guards coming out of their ears. Zach Tom, guard. Sean Ryan, guard. Josh Nyman, technically a better guard than a tackle on the right side. They need a right tackle. But not a bad – that's thinking outside the box, Travis. I like that. I like it. Big time uh let's do this we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll wrap things up more of the Bill Michael show coming up next ready this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network back, to Bill Michaels Show, getting ready to wrap things up. Hey, don't forget about our friends out at Buzzard Billy's. They are in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and uh, not only do I love that place as a restaurant, but then you go upstairs to the Starlight Lounge, and that is just fantastic. Uh, I can't recommend. <laughs> when you head out in that direction, I can't recommend it enough. You can go to Howie's and stuff and grab some sports bar stuff, but Buzzard Billy's, man, it's got a flavor all its own. It's a great place to sit down and eat. I usually walk up the street and go to the Briar Patch for the uh, cigars. And uh, have a good time there, but uh, then I'll always end up at the Starlight Lounge upstairs, just above Buzzer Billy's. Good, uh, good martinis, good cocktails. Oh yeah, love that place. Good, good stuff. Ben Kenny, what did we miss today? Let's do it. All right. Well, a couple minutes here. It, it it was a packed day,
2: right? And, and there are a lot Jammed. of a lot of headlines all over the place. I'm sure mm-hmm. the Lafleur related ones we'll touch on tomorrow. So I'm going to save those. You mentioned the NFL rule proposal with challenging roughing the passer. A couple notes from what came out there. The league is now going to allow players to wear number zero, except not defensive linemen. So for future Packer Hall of Famer Darnell Washington, he can wear number zero in greenback. Okay. I'm Yay. just saying. Okay. We're good. That makes me excited. I like weird numbers. Um, yeah. And then they also there was the proposal that the XFL does where instead of an onside kick, you can do a fourth and 20 on your own 20 yard line or 25. The right. Eagles proposed that the NFL has tabled it, meaning it's not a no, but it's not a yes.
0: It's yeah. not going to happen this year, but
2: they'll talk about it. Yes. And a lot of controversy over the tush push, the converting of yes. a fourth down by pushing, uh, you know, Correct. quarterbacks behind that is being worked on. So we don't know what that's gonna look like either.
0: Yeah, they're gonna allow one person to help, probably not the entire defensive or offensive backfield to shove them through. You get that sense that ah, we don't mind if one guy helps, but you have like four sets of hands on that dude. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> People say it's it's not entertaining.
2: And I disagree. I think it's awesome. Because the defense knows what's coming.
0: It's like, can you yeah. stop it? The answer is no. It's incredible. It's football. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm not a I'm not a huge fan, but i I don't you know again if if a uh, if, if a quarterback is driving with his legs Jalen hurts works on his legs specifically for that purpose so you know I, I give him credit but yeah, when you got five or six other people throwing you know throwing through that I, I don't know I don't know if I go that no, it's the thick legs thick there you legs. Go.
2: Uh, the one the floor thing I wanted to mention is he said Keyshawn Nixon, while he is competing for a role in the secondary, aside from special teams, could be used in the offense this year.
0: Uh, he is your Debo Samuel. Oh, he's your Swiss army knife. There you go. Talk about King Goody finding Debo off the streets, <laughs> right? What GM does
2: that? What GM does that? And um, Goody, we trust. He is a va- Unless, uh, of course, you're Evo. Yes. Keyshawn Nixon's a big part of my pro-Goody argument. And then in, in news that uh, shocks the world, Ben Simmons ruled out for the rest of the season.
0: Oh, I did see that. And I thought, oh, man, I was waiting for this. Uh, you're right. Uh, he Ben Simmons done for the season. Did you see uh, also, speaking of things we missed today, Shohei Otani expected to make a yeah. Major League Baseball. $65 million this year to the annual list, uh, published by Forbes today. Uh, yesterday, actually, uh, he is going to make between that and endorsements, his salary and endorsements. He's going to make $65 million this year and includes a one-year $30 million contract extension and uh, an agreement to avoid salary arbitration. And then some other uh, endorsements on top of it. Uh, Max Scherzer, second on the list at 59.3 million and Aaron judge, who signed that three hundred sixty million dollar deal in December? It's going to make forty four point five million. Followed by Justin Verlander and then Mike Trout. There you go. I have my fantasy
2: baseball draft tonight, and I Do might, you? I might spend ninety dollars on Otani.
0: <laughs> have him play ball. Go, okay, going that. Let me know how that comes out. I don't think anybody cares. I just, I never got into fantasy baseball just because it's an everyday thing and it's time consuming. I ain't got time for that. Alright, we're back at it tomorrow. I don't know what the hell we're gonna talk about tomorrow. It's it's just it's gonna get wild, it's gonna get woolly, it's gonna get weirder, and we're right here to bring it all to you. Time for us to go, have a going to you!